your homepage can be a bit of a landing page, generally about your brand, your business name. That's typically a best practice advice. If you are just offering bookkeeping, then it's okay to optimize your homepage for bookkeeping. But if you're offering more than one service, you want to split those out. So making sure you've got relevant, useful content on those pages, you've got some blog articles, something like that that supports the service you're doing. That's a brilliant basis to start doing things yourself. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I am joined today by Chris McDowell from Brist Tectonic, and we are here today to talk about all things websites. Now, I know that there are a lot of bookkeepers in here that um, are maybe not even thought about having a website, not even sure if they need one, not sure if um, it's just like an expense that they can't afford right now. They're thinking about getting software. They're thinking about getting their first client, but they're like, surely I don't need to do that. And I, for one, Chris, was really bad about getting a website for myself at the beginning as well. So I think we're going to go really back to basics today, if that's okay, Chris. Um, And we'll start off by asking you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast today, Joe. Really really pleased to be here. Um, Yeah, I mean, SEO, um, I kind of fell into it by accident, really. Um, I swore I would never get into it. And then I just I saw the power of it. and just how we can honestly transform businesses. I know it sounds really cheesy to say that, but you know, a well-structured website, having a good plan can literally change your business. And you know, getting yourself onto page one of Google, or there are other search engines available, getting yourself onto page one gets you the clicks, gets you the business, gets you the sales. And when you see the actual impact that has on people's business and livelihoods, it just kind of sparked something in me to try and help as many people as I could to do that. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You can pay experts to do it. You can pay me to do it, the sales pitch. Or you can learn how to do basics yourself if you're just starting up, starting out, and haven't got the budget to invest in something like this at the moment. And that's what I try to do is educate people how to help themselves in these situations. Absolutely. I think something that happens with bookkeepers is that, we learn our qualifications like many you know like many um, professionals you get your qualifications and you work really hard to get them and then you get your professional bodies um, you get a practice license and then you're covered for money laundering regulations and you get your insurance and you get all of this and then you think right I need to get a client before I can start investing in anything but I do think that other business owners, when they're about to start a business, they would think, right, I need a website before I get started. So it's about realizing that, yes, we are practice owners, but we're very much business owners as well. And that we need to have some kind of online presence, whatever that may look like. So why do you think, Chris, it's like really important for bookkeepers to have a website? It's a really good question. And I think it's it's definitely something that shows that you're a legitimate body because, you know, like you said, you work so hard to get your qualifications, your licenses, your insurances, all, all these things. And you want to show to people, you know, you are genuine businesses and you are, you know, you are licensed to do what you do. 
And it's really important to have somewhere to show that credibility. So it's great, you know, having social media and to show what you get up to, the type of clients you work with, et cetera. But you don't really boast about your qualifications in every single post. Having a website, having a landing page that really shows you, your business, the services that you offer and how you help people is really important for people to get a really quick understanding of your business. Think of it like a shop front. I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but a website is like having a shop that works for you 24-7 so people can just stumble upon you and look into the services you offer and just get you in front of more people and kind of educate people on what you do to free up your time so you don't spend a lot of your time answering lots of the same questions. That's kind of the goal of a website. Uh, yeah, that's, that is really interesting, especially the whole like, it's the credibility thing, isn't it? So you might be doing some social media posts, someone might bump into you in real life, someone might pick up your business card, but kind of having that website you know, we all know that it's not something you could, I mean, I know you can get a website up quite quickly, depending on what, you know, the purpose of it is, but it means that you've actually, you know, spent some time on your business, you are trying to, you know, create some kind of presence like that shop front, and people can get their questions answered quite quickly. Um, and it does give that I, I know that, you know, if I find someone, I, I don't know, if I'm looking on I don't know, TikTok or something and someone's selling something, I will Google them and I want to know what's coming. Like, I'm not going to buy anything online without doing a little bit of research. So being able to have that website is a really good like credibility stamp. Yeah. And I'm, that. I'm smirking because that's exactly what Google does as well. So it verifies you. It looks at, looks at where you are listed, who's talking about you. I'll go into detail on this as we talk today, but it does the same thing. It wants mm. to make sure it's putting the right thing in front of the person searching for it. And it makes sure wants to make sure you're verified. You are who you say you are. And there's lots of things you can do to make that happen. Excellent. So, okay. So what makes a website perform well, but also what does a well-performing website do for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a million dollar question and any anyone who's worked with any marketing agency before will have heard the term it depends so it's a bit of a running joke in, in my industry it depends so it all varies based on industry keywords things that people are looking to rank for services you're offering where you are the type of business you are the type of clients you're after so it all varies dramatically so you and i could be sat next to each other and we can both google the same thing and we'll get different results. Normally the same top 10, near enough, but in different orders. That's purely based on location history, search history, your interests, all these things that Google and other algorithm um, from other search engines have picked up about you. will kind of put things in front of you based on what it thinks your preferences or what you're looking for. So there's always that fluctuation. So a well-performing website has a lot of different factors in it. And getting in front of people is not always about having perhaps the best website. Generally, it does help. Um, but Google, in the nicest possible way, and this is for any search term, it doesn't care about you or your business. What it cares about is the person searching for that thing and can it provide the best answer to that person. So 
this is where marketing really comes into its own in in the sense that it's not about what you're selling it's about what people are searching for so can you get in front of people for what they're searching for you know you might sell one service that to a person searching could be one of 10 different things depending on your audience your personas you know i could be looking for a bookkeeper somebody else could be looking for somebody to do my accounts for me but actually that person might actually be looking for somebody to do the bookkeeping for them so it's about how do you get in front of people for these things when you're doing that and you're showing you're offering value and help to the client it's showing google do you know what you're being really helpful and informative you're not just trying to sell 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 there's a hundred different ways you can make that happen they can be faqs they can be relevant content there's lots of really in-depth research that we can do to help get your website or your page populated for that thing. And it's just about getting sure, getting you, I suppose, getting your ducks in a line that you're selling and saying you're selling what you are selling. Because Google will look at that and come back to the verification piece. You know, you see something on TikTok, you go and research it. Is it relevant? Is it valid? That's kind of what Google is doing. So if you're saying you're selling a bookkeeping service, your page is talking about doing bookkeeping but then you've got lots of other random stuff on your website maybe how to build a swimming pool google's going to look at that and say do you know what that's that's not quite quite right something's a bit off there so it's making sure you're adding credibility you're backing it up with content um and how you go about doing that then is is, is really important it can be really concise in the way you do it something that can be a bit more general um especially if you offer singular services so just let's say just bookkeeping it's not bookkeeping and this and this and this mm-hmm. um you can kind of be as niche or as generic i guess as you want um but it's working out how you put that onto your website is the important bit it's really interesting to think about that kind of whole the algorithms and it's not just about necessarily what it looks like because if it looks amazing but Google's not showing it or other search engines aren't showing it to anyone. That's not well-performing. It might look good, but it's not well-performing. Whereas, so it's about understanding all those different elements. And, you know, like in bookkeeping, we, you know, if, yes, people can do it themselves, but you don't know everything about it and you might not come out with exactly the same results. So on that note, the question I have for you next is that Many bookkeepers do choose to build websites themselves for budget reasons, it tends to be. Um, Are people able to create well-performing websites without professional help? Oh, absolutely. And I think as long as you go about it in a good way is, is the short answer to it. So the best advice I can give to anybody is whatever website it is you're building, whether it's Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, however you want to build it yourself, is just make sure you're looking at it from a, is it a sensible approach? Is it logical? So it can be really, really simplistic, okay? And the the phrase that I use a lot where a lot of people rib me for it, but if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it is probably a duck. So if you've got a web page and it's talking about offering a bookkeeping service and on there you say you're a bookkeeping service, you've got information about it, you've got supporting content about it, Google will look at you and think, do you know what? you're probably a bookkeeping service. And it's making sure you're doing that to make sure you're really being clear about what you're doing. If you've got a page that is talking about, you know, bookkeeping service and accounting and this and this and this, Google will look at that page and say, do you know what? 
I don't really know which of these you're focusing on. So I don't really know what to rank you for for this page because there's just so much choice. What you ideally want to do is split out your services into individual pages on your website. So you'd have one page all about bookkeeping, one page all about accounting and so on. So when Google looks at that page, then it says, do you know what? This page is about bookkeeping. This one's about accounting. I know what to focus on for you. And then your homepage can be a bit of a landing page, generally about your brand, your business name. That's typically a best practice advice. You know, if you are just offering, just offering bookkeeping, then it's okay to optimize your homepage for bookkeeping. But if you're offering more than one service, you want to split those out. So making sure you've got relevant, useful content on those pages, you've got some blog articles, something like that that supports the service you're doing. You know, that's a brilliant basis to start doing doing things yourself. That is that is very good because I think a lot of the time we think about just putting it all on one page and then it's about under like thinking about Google and how it needs to really know in simplistic terms, not overcomplicating it. And it's a bit like us trying to talk to our ideal client. If we try and talk to everybody, we don't land with anybody. But if we try and talk specifically to one, so try and think about that as well from Google's point of view, one service per page. Okay, so that sounds like a big pitfall that I was going to ask, what's the some of the common pitfalls that people do when they're building themselves? That sounds like one of the biggest ones. It really is. It really is. And I think if you can, like I say, simplistically split it out into pages to talk about these things um, is going to do you wonders. Uh, one of the other things is you've probably heard of keyword stuffing. So you there's, there's lots of different algorithms and ways you can do keyword counts on web pages, not one size fits all. So it's it's really dependent on industry. The best advice I can give is if you just Google the service that you want to offer, see who comes up in the top five and just do a search on that page for how many times that word comes up. So as an example, I'm going to Google bookkeeping in Bristol as an example, and then find the top five pages, search on that page how many times the word bookkeeping in Bristol comes up take an average so you know roughly then how many times to use that on your page because what you'll find is a lot of poor performing websites have got it too many times or not enough times there's generally mm. not a sweet spot for it it's not an exact science but it's the best way to go about working out how many times to use a keyword on a page that's a really good top tip i really like that that's a really good top tip that's something that anyone can do and then implement it onto their website. Yeah, I, super I easy. really like that. Yeah, super that's that's solid. cool. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like it's like you know, in business, you know, we we if we want, you know, if we see someone doing really well, it's about how do we mirror what they're doing, what's working. Yeah, this the success leaves clues. So let's go and have a look exactly. for the clues. Do, do, do you know what I think? So all, all the tips here today, are sort of the real basic level, what you can do yourself. When you start to branch into you know serious work that you want to put into your website there's there's some really in-depth evaluations that we do and we look at you know what are your competitors ranking for how are they ranking so it could be keywords that you're not even thinking about so it could mm. be you know blog posts how do i do bookkeeping myself whilst you don't necessarily want to let people do it themselves because you want their business 
you're answering questions because what you might be able to do in that blog post is say, hey, you could, could do it yourself, but have you considered all the time you'll save by offloading it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all about working out what is working for your competitors because, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. If it works for them, it'll work for you. You've just got to be better than them to get found Absolutely. and get those credit. Absolutely. And I think lots of people, you know, it's, we're not saying here, go and copy everything that they say. Absolutely we're going, not. just go and have a search and see what's working well for them with that, the amount of times they're using those um, words and things. So Absolutely. with regards, you had mentioned earlier, WordPress, Squarespace, Wix. Is there any website builder that is inherently better if you want to do it yourself? Do you, oh. like, do you tend to, or, or is it all a little bit? <laughs> so it's... It's a really contentious question. That it depends who answers it. Um, I am perhaps a little bit biased because I'm a Wix partner. Um, I think Wix is a really good platform for ease of use. So Squarespace is really lovely and visual. It's great. WordPress generally pretty good in terms of doing it yourself, so long as you're happy with a little bit more technical understanding of how things work. Mm -hmm. Wix is a perfect blend of the two because you can do all the visuals, drag and drops that you like yourself. But from a technical perspective, you've got loads of added extras that you can do from an SEO perspective. So you get all this added benefit from sort of the WordPress technical side of it into Wix. Um, some things like that you can't do in Squarespace. So Squarespace is very visual, very pretty. Wix is a real good blend of the two, in my opinion. Um, and the, you know, there's kind of the old adage that Wix isn't great my opinion, very old thinking. Um, in the last five years, they've come on leaps and bounds. Um, and it's just incredible what they can do now. And I, I would wholeheartedly recommend it as a website platform. Um, I've got clients on Wix and they do brilliantly well. Um, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I am a technophobe. I am not into this stuff at all. But when we um, started, we've just had a new website actually professionally built. So it's different, but we were running, we built this business on Wix um, and it was, it was being fantastic. And my, my uh, page uh, for my bookkeeping practice is Wix because I can use it. I can play around with it. I feel like it's got the same kind of feel as Canva to me. Yeah. I don't, if that makes yeah. sense, it's that similar kind of, and so for ease of use for someone that's like, don't, don't try and get me to code or something. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really user-friendly and there's tutorials and, I, I don't know um, what I did, which I don't know if, you know, this is another reason why it's great to have an ideal client is that when I picked, when I was looking at Wix, you know, there's so many templates that you can pick from. So rather than me looking for accountancy and bookkeeping templates, I actually looked for salon owners templates and then I turned it into a like what I wanted to say about what I'm offering, but because I've got an ideal client, I knew kind of like the visuals, how I wanted it to look. Yeah. So it was, it was, and it was amazing. What came, I was really impressed with what I got. Yeah. And, and do you know what? I think like you say, it's, it's that perfect blend of being able to do it yourself and pick, you know, picking stuff for inspiration. And then it's that Canva drag and drop aspect to it. And then you've got the ability, should you want to, to then do the real technical stuff behind the scenes, should you need to, or, you know, want to really, throw some money at your marketing it's really good for that it's a good it's it's i found it's um you know i haven't invested heavily in that i've i've 
I built my practice on social media and I kind of used LinkedIn as my kind of landing page as it was to begin with. But then um, Zoe was saying, Joe, you really need, really need one. So I'm, and so I was like, okay, I'll have a Wix one. And I did. And it is, and it is good. And I do get leads from it. It's not the most high performing. It's definitely, I'm using it as a, um, you know, that credibility stamp. Oh, it matches her email address. Yeah. Here you are. There it is. It does exactly. It looks like her social media. It's all so. But yes, somebody has just said, um, oh, it sounds like I could handle that if it's like Canva. And that's Absolutely. it. I, I yeah. really do think it's it's very user friendly. Um, yeah. OK, I'm going to ask you a question now because we hear this term all the time. Could you explain what SEO means and why it's essential for bookkeepers to like understand the principles about it when they're building their website? Sure. So SEO simplistically stands for search engine optimization. And what it means is making sure your website is optimized to be shown in a search engine. It's as simple as that. So it's making sure that you've got all the right things. So Google kind of have this secret source of um, all the things it checks. These, we'll never know what they are. We think there's around about 200, 250 things that it checks. Um, there's lots of SEO tools out there that can scan the technical side of it and give you ideas, but no one really knows. We get best practices, we work it out following trends and things like that. Having good SEO on your website can be as simple as making sure the site layout is correct. So talking earlier about if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So, you know, making sure you're saying, I offer bookkeeping services, I do bookkeeping for clients, things like that. Being really consistent with your messaging on a page. Making sure you've got headings in the right place, you've got some images that have got alt tags on them, maybe you've got some links going to other um, blog posts on your website about the service you're offering. That's really, really helpful. Because what you're doing is, going back to my earlier statement, you're not selling your service, you're, you're trying to get in front of people for what they are searching for. So if somebody is searching for, you know, do I need a bookkeeper? Well, write a blog. Do I need a bookkeeper? Top five tips for making a decision. And then your blog post can be talking about, you know, you can save you time, money, you get expertise with it, all, all this, all the kind of supporting benefits of it. So what you could do then is have your homepage or your, your service page talking about the service, bookkeeping. Go and check out some additional reading about bookkeeping services, why it might be useful for you to work with somebody. What Google sees is you've got a page talking about bookkeeping service, but then you've got supporting content talking about it, helping a user on their buyer's journey, making a decision. So you're selling your service without selling your service, which is ultimately what Google wants to do and read through on your website. So when you're doing that, it's making sure that, you know, those pages perform well. So you could be making sure you've got fast loading images, you've got the right amount of text, right, right amount of keyword placement, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and it's just making sure that you've got everything in place that Google will look at on your site and other search engines. I've got to keep saying that. And other search engines to, to kind of go through your site and say, do you know what? Yes, that's about bookkeeping. So making sure that you're not muddy in the waters with the other services you're selling. Have something else you're selling on a separate page, really making sure you're really clear about those services. So when Google does index you, it knows what you're selling, where, and if you're answering people's questions. Okay, so could you Google 
um, like what does Google uses for SEO and things like that? Like, can, is there any, like, I suppose you can go and watch a YouTube video. Like I'm thinking if someone's sitting here today and thinking, I really want to build a website for myself. I know I need to put things on different pages. Okay. Maybe Wix would be a good option. Um, okay. Fast loading images. Um, and I need to talk lots about the service I'm offering, but keep it simple as per each page. And I really think that's because I know I think on my first page, I've got like the four different things I do. So straight away, I'm like, right, I've got different pages, but maybe I need to like simplify that. Um, so is there anything that you would say that they like they should be really, do you know, most people get stuck on is that that, that about section, that home. I mean, I mean, what about like chat GPT and utilizing like something like that, but not copy and pasting, but getting some ideas. Would you suggest using a bit of AI for that? Yeah, do you know what? Absolutely. So, so just to go back to the, the, the query around, uh, you know, listing all your services on one page, what I do want to clarify is it's totally okay to have sort of a landing page to say we offer one, two, three things, but then make sure you've got pages dedicated to those services because that's the hyper optimized page for that thing. What you can use AI for is um, is a really great way of doing it. Actually, you can you can prompt ChatGPT to say, you know, come up with ten frequently asked questions that people are asking around. Do I need a bookkeeper? Something like that. That'll then give you an idea of these things. What I then do is go and get some real data. So I would go into Google and I would search for, you know, top five tips for needing a bookkeeper. Something like that. Whatever it is you want to get paid for. You then get your top results so you can see what sort of content is performing well but then you also get the section of people also ask which is where you see those faqs that you can click on and drop down so that is actually showing you what sort of things people are looking for so if you can get that kind of content into your page about bookkeeping then you are more likely to be shown to google do you know what you're answering the questions people are searching for so there's there's lots of little nuanced things you can do in there Going back to the credibility statement, you know, if you can get some reviews in there to say, you know, you've got a bookkeeping service page and you've got some reviews, especially if they are live feeds from Google My Business, Google, people will see, do you know what, that's, that's credible because it's an actual review. Because then that will show credibility, it's supporting the service you're offering. So it's just something else that Google uses to say, do you know what, I'm more likely to put you in front of somebody because you've got all these tick boxes that I'm looking at. Um, and then that's yeah. a really good point, but I think uh, that's such a good point. So, and I have had it by using Wix before, where you can like you that you can add live streams of things like that, can't you? So you yeah, can yeah. have. I, I know I was talking to Zoe the other day. We've got a book, The Bookkeeper Rises, and I I heard someone saying, "Oh, you can get your reviews um, from Amazon." up like onto your page so there's so many if we had a book we, which we have we've got a book page so it'd be really good to link that to that so that's yeah. the kind of thing that these tools if the thing is you don't know what you don't know you if you don't even that's realize that that's the possibility even though it's just a few buttons and it will help you link it quite easily if you haven't thought about it so that's a really really great point to have testimonials i've i think i've got like a swipe copy kind of you know some like I've asked some clients to give me some testimonials, but I love the idea of Google My Business and having that live because obviously it's Google My Business. So Google are going to like you using their content even exactly. more there. 
exactly that's that's it and it's it again it shows the credibility so so if we go down if i go off on the the, the tangent of keyword research for a second which will help you work out what keywords to, to rank for you can look at it in a really simplistic form to to get you started is let's say you've got a website already and it's been around for a little while what you can do is set yourself up on google search console you may already be there wix can automatically plug in for you and Google Search Console is basically the home of your website in search results for Google. So what you can do is go into Google Search Console, you can see your website, and then you can start to see all the keywords that Google associate your website with. And you can see the impressions, the clicks. And essentially, you from there, you can work out, do you know what, I want to focus on this keyword, that keyword. And it gives you a really good starting point to then build on that. There's far more in-depth SEO research that we do as part of our sort of managed plans and strategies and things like that. But as a as a starting point, it's a really good place to start. Um, and it, it just helps you, you know, you can go into Google Search Console, you can see that perhaps you're being picked up for bookkeeper in Bristol. I'm using Bristol because I'm based here, a little bit biased to, to that search term. Um, you can then go and Google bookkeepers in Bristol and work out who the top five are, what sort of content have they got on their web pages and then bring that in that idea into your site then because it's that sort of well-performing content that does well in search engines in that area. Wow. Some amazing, amazing tips here, Chris. Um, I'm really, really loving this. Um, so, okay. So we, I think we've covered loads today about loads of top tips on how to get started by yourself. If you're using something like Wix or Squarespace or something like that, um, if somebody was going to be working with um, a professional like yourself, you know, I think people think, well, like, is it worth the investment? Like, what's the difference here? And how, you know, and how much is something I know, obviously, it's how much, you know, there's how many it depends on how many pages you have and everything. But I think people, you know, we catastrophize these things. And we assume, oh, I just can't afford that. But when we start thinking about okay, you have obviously got all this knowledge and you've said, do this, do this, and that you could use this and use it. And then we think, well, but I could be doing bookkeeping there and making money, or I could be managing my team or implementing new software. Is it a good like thing in my time? What is? What are the benefits of working with a professional to help you with this? I mean, it's, yeah, big, big question. I think you've, you've highlighted the, the main reason there is that you don't need to spend all your time doing this. You're, you've started your business to do what you do, not to learn SEO, not to do digital marketing. So what I do for my clients is I take all that what if, how do I, what do we need to do, all that away. That, that comes over to me. So my, my goal is to demystify SEO. So to begin with, we have a bit of an onboarding session. So we work out, you know, what do you want to get fame for? What's the thing that you do that you want to get clients for? I take that away. I go and do all the research then to work out, you know, what sort of search terms, what's the best keywords, what do we need on your pages, what what does all this look like? What are your competitors doing? How are they getting their traffic? Translates that into a plan then that'll say, you know, hey, I think we need to do, we need to create a page, it needs to have this content on it, needs some reviews, needs these FAQs, needs all this information on your site to get ranking for this keyword. So we then work out a plan of how we do that, whether you want to build the site, the page yourself, whether you want us to do it, whatever it might be. But then algorithms change. And we've not really talked about algorithms today. Algorithms are the ever moving goalposts. Um, so, you know, we do something today and it's 
gold, absolute gold standard for SEO. It's all based on best practice. Google will come along tomorrow and update their algorithm. They've moved the goalposts. Everybody changes in the search rankings. Somebody else is now in the top five. What does that mean? What do we do to, to, to mitigate that? And then it's working out what that is, doing that, monitoring it. The other side to it is building authority in your website. So this is going to go off on a real tangent in a second. So one of the things that Google likes is backlinks. So backlinks are, there's, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of different types. I'll, I'll use a real simplistic example in this. A backlink is basically somebody else talking about the thing you do. So think of it like a Michelin star restaurant, okay? So your business is the Michelin star restaurant. That's great, but people know about it because they've read the Michelin star guide. So you've got to have your website top performing, you know, doing really well, doing what it needs to do. Then you've got a guide over here talking about your website. So Google will be looking at your website and says, do you know what? Looks like a duck, talks like a duck, walks like a duck. There's somebody else over there saying they're a duck as well. So when it goes onto your website and sees that you are a duck, oh yeah, definitely. That's where the credibility comes in with search results. So it's doing that over and over again. SEO is like compound interest. The more you do, the longer you do it for, the better results you get. There's a bit of a graph that I put out on my Instagram a little while ago that's basically saying the cost of SEO is like this, the benefit of it is like this. And that's exactly what happens. SEO properly can take three to six months to really kick in. It's generally quicker than that where you start to see the needle move, but to really get the impact of it is around that six month mark. And then it's just building, 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 expanding the keywords, expanding the things you want to get found for and getting you the traffic for it. We've done this for all our clients. Um, and one of my favorite examples is there's a small um, gift box company in Bristol that sells sort of local produce in boxes as gifts, whether it's beer, chocolate, sweets, whatever it might be. Last Christmas, we planned for Christmas about nine months in advance. And so I was, yeah, I was talking Christmas, Christmas gifts in March. By Christmas, they were competing with the likes of John Lewis and Marks and Spencers. Wow. And that sort of level was costing around 200 pounds a month. So when you're up against those big spenders like that, doing it properly really helps your business, your website. So come December, they had to shut their website because they couldn't handle capacity, which is great. <laughs> you know, it's a lovely problem to have. <laughs> um, but it's making sure you're doing all the things in the right order at the right time to get those benefits. Absolutely. Well, that's such a great analogy about the compound interest. We could... You're speaking to the right audience. We, <laughs> I thought you might like we, that one. <laughs> we get that. We get that. No, it's really been so insightful. Thank you so much for your time. If anyone today is listening and they think, Do you know what, Chris is the guy that I need to speak to about my website, whatever that looks like, how would someone get in touch? Absolutely. So I am Briz Tectonic on all social media platforms. And my website is also brisztectonic.co.uk. Um, I am going to be launching shortly a, um, a little bit like what, what, what you do, actually, with a, um, a group where we sort of go through all this together and we work at what we can do on your website. Um, it will be a small coaching session for about 20 people. We've got a bit of a wait list already. So when that is ready, there will be a page on my website. Um, yeah, and just hoping to help more people get this, their websites found in search results. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. And I've learned 
so much. Um, and I think lots of people are going to be able to have taken away loads of golden nuggets to either decide whether to implement it themselves or actually think, do you know what? My time is not best spent here. I'm going to go and speak to Chris or find somebody else. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who's been listening to the Bookkeepers podcast today. We will be back next week. And um, hope you have a lovely week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website, sixfigurebookkeeper.com.